welcome back to black Hole couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode of nbc's debris this is episode three of season one solar winds this one was written by rebecca rodriguez and directed by jh wyman i gave this episode a 9.7 out of 10 i am really enjoying the show i like the pace of it i like that it seems to be a little bit more on the lighter side i feel as if it could explore the darker side of things and maybe it will in time but for right now i'm enjoying the optimistic sci-fi aspect of it all but we all know eventually things are gonna go a little sideways and we're not gonna be able to save everyone but in sci-fi a lot the whole human other than star trek discovery which is just not a great show it's showing the more nefarious uh dangerous aspects of new technology the idea of other dimensions so on and so forth however this show is embracing it as a way in which humanity can strive and grow in the future and it's mostly conveyed through the character of Fanola, but she's able to kind of inspire those around her and she's influencing her partner which is brian but i do feel as if there's going to be a point of contention between her naivete and the actual security of what's and she carries a gun so clearly she's not just a scientist but they are showcasing her being more like the bleeding heart and he's kind of like let's be cautious let's do good but also what does that entail he's willing to allow being good to possibly not necessarily means everyone gets to go home with lollipops i watched this episode about two days ago when i think when it the next day that it came out so i'm going to be relying heavily on my notes so we start at a a workstation is this an electric company employee i wasn't sure she was at a power line when suddenly a very translucent square appears she throws a rock at it that can be seen going through the other side but then she sees shadowy figures coming at her run bitch run back at langley brian is getting tested due to the fact that he was cloned they determine that he's all good they give him the clear to go back into the field but corbett or is it not corbett i think i've been calling him corbett but it's not or is that his first name i'm not sure but i wrote it later in my notes as maddox maddox is not ready to open up about george jones yet though they are exhuming his body tomorrow brian thinks this will affect finola and mi6 will want their asset back and proposes a dutchman to assist in getting her home whatever that means i want someone to explain it to me because i did not get the reference whatsoever maddox says give it more time i had wished that we got a little bit more of what their relationship would be because then it would make a lot more sense to me if there was more of a i mean there clearly is more of a personal relationship but it would be nice to have it established in the show a little bit more firmer with these types of conversations back on the plane finola was worried about him and glad to hear that he's fine and now it's brian's turn to be all touchy 
with the you know hey buddy but i'm glad it's still partner's vibe and he feels really bad that he's keeping the secret as she is genuinely a nice person and a good colleague they're off to ohio instead of minnesota what was gonna be happening in minnesota they did not mention so it's those little tiny threads that i'm like do i need to know that do i need to pull it or wonder or is that just a throwaway line there have been no debris uh sightings recorded from last night that any fell to the earth and then i realized oh they said they're going to ohio yeah that's 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 some cancer right there but um i don't plan to retire here that's for damn sure when they get there the structure has disappeared and there are no debris signatures to be found there's a sound that can only be picked up on audio agent benavidi is that the black guy (laughs) i don't know any other way to uh label him my brother i'm glad they are gonna have some recurring characters that are naturally transitional so we can get to know them without needing to know everything in their backstory those are teams i am fond of and i am with someone else that i think it was pagey pagey sorry i screwed up your name but he was saying how everyone needs a team why does everyone need a team so damn much why can't other recurring cast members be just people and i'm i'm so down with that we don't always need to have teams (laughs) and then have to know every single thing about that team otherwise people get upset and be like well i want to know more about him no you don't need to know about him he's here to do a job he's competent at that job and he gives good dialogue lines when we need those types of dialogue lines and it says our main characters for being too expositiony he reports that the beings seem to be trying to get out Fanola agrees just then a female says hello is it me you're looking for this can be heard via the audio static the same oscillation coming from inside the square I can see you I can see lights but they can't see her or vice versa you know what I mean we get a new doctor months where do I know this actor from I did not google him at all but I know him from some things I should have damn it now it's gonna bother me Brian and Fanola try to figure out how it's happening with Fanola knowing it's real that the person in there is actually seeing them because there weren't lights in the daylight and she's saying i can see your lights brian surmises that the square is still there even though they themselves cannot see it despite months's objections Fanola tells them they need to make contact monks is tasked to build the device while brian's just all up in the shit foraging around kelvin a man who is mentioned but i'm not sure we have met is talked about he claimed he could pick up debris that wasn't fully vetted and everyone believes that he was a little crazy like brian apparently since he says the men are alike playing by their own rules 
maybe that has to do with the fact that brian cloned i didn't think he touched the debris last episode then maybe i'm wrong first rule of survival let someone else pick up the debris <laughs> that's awful that's awful so never mind brian answered my own question the square then reappears and using Munce's machine they are able to communicate Fanola learns that the girl's name is Nicole Higman, but the signal is weak and the square disappears once again. She also says that she is alone and can't see the other people that we could see around her. Brian doesn't know how this is happening with no actual debris signals. Nicole Higman disappeared though in 2019 and the debris only appeared six months ago. So how is this even possible? Back in Washington, Maddox meets with someone named Tarkov, a Russian who wants a piece of the debris and is willing to exchange for a trade. A trade of who and what? And clearly off the books, we will learn, I'm sure, much later down the line, since he was not happy, and we'll get to that scene in just a bit, he also makes it clear to Tarkov that this is an arms race and he does not care who gets the weapons first. 2.30 next Friday is the deadline. The square back in Ohio hasn't reappeared. Fanola and Brian brainstorm their unanswered questions such as how she can see them but not the others. Nicole that is. Uh, who are the other missing people? What is it? Fanola thinks it's a portal. Brian thinks that checks out because Native American lore has people passing through landscape never to return. Fanola thinks he and dad are correct and that this might be indeed a portal to another dimension that is just unseen. They watch a lecture from dad george jones that is who talks of there being 11 dimensions and that you can curl and unfurl them despite their compacted space these access points could lead to vast unoccupied real estate that sounds just like man trying to extend themselves further and further that's why we're going to the mars and building a hotel and i'm like lord jesus my mom's like, I didn't think we was ever going to get here. I'm like, I'm sure the Romans was thinking the same thing if they was to look into 2019. <laughs> 1983. I'm sure every generation thinks we're not going to go any further. And gosh damn it, they do every time. I am thoroughly convinced every, uh, every certain couple of generations, you know, you have a moment of, is this the apocalypse? Okay no it's just humans doing what humans do and it's terrifying <laughs> noticing Fanola is distracted while they are watching this uh this video he turns it off to wonder if nicole did indeed go through one of these access points and wonders once again if the debris is showing them and if so where is the debris because we don't have any signatures Fanola says she needs a moment. Continuing the video where dad was studying dimensions, he is able to find where the man has mapped out several access points 
on the actual United States map. That's very convenient. He has also cross-referenced the locations. And one of them is in Saline, Michigan, where Nicole dis disappeared. And the other is in this very field that they are at. Fanola is both angry and missing her father, wishing she had one last conversation with him. While Brian pretends as if she is not going to want to punch him in the throat when she finds out how long he knew that her father was alive and that she had all these very personal conversations with him and he said nothing. Mutz is brought up to speed. He says, I have an idea. Brian, bring me that blue rectangle kit. He does opens it and starts eating his lunch can't see me through my tents i'm riding real slow and my paint wet dripping shining like my 20 foes i don't got 20 foes oh i figure out where i know months from he was in he was in legends of tomorrow he was steel that dude his grandpa or something to that effect i, I knew i knew that face Unfortunately, I knew it from a very subpar show, but I digress. Uh, he has the idea to attempt to get her emotional. If she can maintain that state, the communication can be consistent. They can help her figure out where she is at, get some more information. Fanola has an idea about that and flies in her dad where we learn she disappeared in a parking lot when dad was in the store shopping she just was gonna wait out in the car for him was that peter gallagher because it kind of looked like peter gallagher but i once again did no imbd searching whatsoever i remember having a crush on peter gallagher when he was in that sandra bullock movie when they was in the when he had amnesia she pretended to be his fiance dang what's the name of that movie i don't know that one either I, apparently my brain is not working when it comes to referencing dad has recurring dreams mr whatever his last name nicole's dad has recurring dreams about his daughter he still feels connected to her he didn't feel like she was dead he says the recurring dreams are just him seeing her in the parking lot and he hugs her and they just stay like that when he gets close to the actual square, Brian already knows Fanola believes the bonds between us are just as strong as gravity. So they're pretty confident that this plan is going to work. Nicole can immediately see dad. And that is very sweet because as soon as he got close to it, she just magically appeared. She walked back to the car, we learn, and then she was alone she walked to a green field and then couldn't find her way back she thinks she has been walking around for only a few hours not two whole damn years then she saw the barrier and people but doesn't know where she is she says dad i love you before the square disappears once again and that dramatic music made me feel some kind of way brian wonders if time moves slower in that dimension then if time moves slower in that dimension then how are they synced up and are able to communicate in real time with her months can't answer that question nor can they save her without the debris to figure out how or how do we stabilize this thing back in washington maddox is called home his son dario seems to be paraplegic 
and his wife julia ain't responding to the sitter's text so we all know she cheating right <laughs> there is no reason you would have a child who is in constant need and not have your phone on and not immediately respond Deputy Director Grohl joins him just as he's about to leave to tell him that Tarkalov is in the United States and the CIA has eyes on him. And it's here we learn that his meeting was actually unsanctioned. Make a U-turn. Let's keep our enemies guessing. Julia decides to make her way home, which is great because he needs to throw some things. They finally, back in Ohio, find the large chunk of debris some miles away. They are not the first ones to discover it though as they roll up on the scene and there is a pickup truck. I was like, oh, is that one guy, Kelvin? The one we saw in the pilot episode? Team Influx watches until they're about to be discovered so they disappear. Muntz thinks that the spaceship came from a different dimension to travel and was using the access points since the debris is still functioning. There's power still left in it, so he thinks it should go immediately back to orbital. But Fanola is like, fuck that. We can get Nicole and the others out. Munz does not care uh, too much about these other people because the technology is too valuable to figuring out extra-dimensional space travel. But Fanola firmly believes that if the technology isn't helping people, then we should not have it. He looks to Brian, who plays Compromise, offering to bring the debris closer in an effort to boost the signal to view the access point. Later, Tom, my brother, tells Brian that the vehicle was a dead end. So Influx is somehow getting their information, but they don't know how. Maybe it's an inside job, because it seems like there are definitely holes in this boat and it's leaking. There's another piece of the technology of the debris, but it's dead. As they bring the debris closer, it does expand the square and the access point, allowing Fanola to see inside and see the people. But really, it's all about Nicole. They see her, but she can't get out. Fanola thinks using the dead debris will breach the portal and it works, releasing all the trapped people some who have been missing since 1976 and i don't know about you but i would be appropriately freaked the fuck out and a lot of people were just like what's happening they probably really thought they'd been gone for an hour wait until they find out it's 2021 like what the fuck nicole tells them things move once they isolate his daughter and father are about to reunite but brian stops them and it's like nope you can't touch her yet and as they are separated by a screen tells them things move very slowly in there but she had the same dream uh, about dad seeing him in the parking lot and them hugging it's the exact same dream that made her feel safe brian his cynical head explodes in the background as Fanola watches the strong bond between father and child and brian once again ponders his secret life choices and Fanola's visage you're beautiful you're beautiful it's true back on the plane he tells her that he had forgotten magic exists to be found in the world or to, to be discovered in the universe but not her and then she says we all do sometimes though 
she shows him footage that influx indeed were involved they have them stealing the vehicle when they left the airport that small hand touch though that's her personality and mine love the music in this episode as well we end the episode with maddox throwing a chair through a piece of debris and it always slides back out from another piece of debris then he gets a call that there's a body in george jones's grave but it is not george jones on surveillance inside the morgue we show that finola did uh, she sat next to her dad she took his watch but there are 24 minutes of missing footage and someone faked the watch so where in the world is george jones that's about as sing-song as i can make it i'm not entirely sure where this is going but i like where it could be going french went a lot further than i ever thought it was gonna go in the first season so i hope this show continues to be picked up uh, i haven't heard anything about any renewals but however i am cautiously optimistic and they are doing an effective job of filming during covid it still feels very action driven in a way maybe because of the suspense or the mystery element that it doesn't feel really slow paced to me and i'm sure there are times in this episode where i'm like yeah they're just sitting there talking but it's furthering my own it's like i'm part of the conversation like yeah what is that like what does it do give me more answers <laughs> i'm with them in the investigation part so that's working very effectively i've said all i need to let's open up that mailbag Christina, it's Mimi uh, sending in feedback for Debris. This is uh, episode three of um, season one. Um, I really like this last episode. Um, I didn't write notes, so I'm just going to go off my memory. So here we go. Um, I love the mystery behind everything. I know each week it seems as though they're learning new things about the Debris. Um, it's only been falling to earth, you know, within the last six months. So they don't know a lot. Um, but I love the, the fact that, you know, all these strange things are happening and we get to see what the debris does basically at the same time that Fanola and Brian do. Um, so this episode was basically about, um, Fanola learning that her dad was right about his weird theory about pocket dimensions. I guess he said there was 11 and the debris is making them visible. They're always there. So I guess they're saying, you know, people that just vanish into nowhere and never found again, somehow walked into the, a, a dimension that was like overlapped over our own ship seemed a little scary <laughs> the one girl uh, what was her name Nicole was literally just walking and then she didn't know where she was anymore and time is different in those dimensions 
and even stranger, even though she has been gone since 2019, she can communicate and nobody knows how. Um, <laughs> the times are synced, even though their time system is different. But she said it seemed like she was just moving really slow. So maybe she was moving so slow that it seemed like she wasn't there for a long time, but, but a couple hours, but she really was there for years. One of the things I liked about um, this episode was the partnership between Finola and Brian, because even though it's clear that she's the brains of the operation, they seem to bounce ideas off of each other. He don't just look at her for the answer and just stare at her. She has like theories and he'll listen and then vice versa and she'll listen to him. And that's something that I don't know that I see very often in partnerships when one person is clearly a freaking rocket scientist and the other one is just a soldier. I mean, granted, he is in the CIA. I don't know what M16 is. I'm assuming that's British intelligence. I have no idea. I could have Googled it, but it wasn't that important. I can get context. So <laughs> I'm sure it stands for something that has something to do with intelligence. Um, but she seemed like she grew up being smart and he grew up being muscle but he's also smart enough to be in the cia and i know i think because i know it's a central of intelligence agency but i honestly don't know like why fbi gets certain crimes and cia gets the other i don't know i don't know the difference between the two agencies but um i know you can't be stupid to be in them um you you know just because you've been in the military and you're a soldier doesn't mean that you get to be in the CIA so um he does have some intellect but it's just nice to see them both thinking of things and coming up with solutions and coming up with ideas um I do I just need someone to clarify something for me because I know um the CIA um agent the the head Poncho, I don't know what his name is, Brian's boss, who is telling him to keep, you know, everything about Falola's dad under wraps. He met with a guy um, in the black Aldi and the guy, I, they were talking about the debris. But then later on when he was in the office and he was getting ready to leave and he was trying to go home because it seemed like his wife needed someone to be with their kid because the daughter, other daughter was going to be a little bit late that guy came in and then said so-and-so is back wasn't that the same guy that he met with that was in that black sedan um c correct me if i'm wrong um i know there's some other stuff i'm forgetting i'm trying to just get to the valid points here because i'm already sending this later than i wanted to um the last thing i just i remember be finding interesting was when they showed him the footage of Finola taking her dad's watch off in the morgue and then like the cut off and you know they lost 24 minutes and then they put him in the um you know the cooler where the dead bodies go and then they saw he had his watch back on so there there's clearly a doppelganger going on but I'm with shy I'm thinking that I personally think <laughs> I'm thinking that Finola's dad is going to be our Walter, um, Stina. Um, I feel like he knows something.
that isn't good. So instead of him waiting around for someone to kill him like he thought they were going to do, he, he faked his own death. That's my theory. He replaced his own body because he is he he would know the most about the debris because he was the one that was told about it first and he's been studying it and it seemed like he had some off the wall crazy theories to begin with anyway so you know maybe his theories turned out to be true and he found out something he shouldn't have or he discovered something and one side wanted to use it and he wouldn't let them or he's trying to hide something because he doesn't want it to get into the wrong hands that's my theory uh, why he killed himself or pretended to kill himself um, because he didn't want them looking for him anymore or maybe he even can manipulate death with the debris because we know it can do weird things I don't think it's going to be cloning. I think they're trying to throw something completely different at us, but we'll, I will see. So that's all I have about that. I know I missed some stuff, but that was all the main points that I liked about the episode. But so far, um, so far, though, I would say the first episode and this third one have been my favorite. Two was OK, but it was some slowness in there for me. But it still was a good episode. So far, these have been three good episodes. Just my favorites. If I had to pick one, probably would be this last one, just because we got so much weirdness and we got to see it tie into Fanola's dad and his strange theories. So it's really starting to get its fringe vibe for, for me. But um, we'll see what happens next episode. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was me, 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 me. Mimi, I just kept saying me, 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 Anyhow, I'm glad that you're digging the mystery. And I also enjoy that we are having real-time discovery of what the debris can do. And it feels as if it's versatile, but it's also it has the capability of traveling through dimensions, the ship that the debris is falling from. But we don't know where it's from. Who sent it? Did they come with friendly intentions? Those are all very good questions. And I can't wait to learn the answer. answers. Love the partnership also between Brian and Finola. It does feel more organic and not, hey, because he is a little bit more than muscle. Like he's capable of understanding what's going on clearly. But he is protecting the interests of the CIA. And MI6 is pretty much, I think you said M16. It's <laughs> MI6. It don't, and I'm not even clowning you for that one. I would have thought the same thing. It don't look like a damn uh, <laughs> I. But M16, M MI6, now you got me fucking saying it, is the same as the, the CIA. And from what I understand and anyone can correct me the federal government the fbi that's home and cia is homeland <laughs> so things that are overseas they're more international intelligence and secret missions and spying whereas the federal government is or fbi 
looks into either rather serious crimes or tax evasion things like that but it's all to do with the the home soil and i only even got the term homeland because of that that tv show (laughs) on showtime and they were working for the cia that's what helped me put it together maddox is brian's boss and it was the sinner that called not his wife however he is up to something shady because he did not it did not seem as if he was supposed to be meeting with that guy whatsoever and he was hella pissed that he was not going to be able to meet that appointment on friday because the cia is going to be watching if he's caught it's going to look hella suspicious on him and i think is george jones a doppelganger hmm i think that's a, a a really good good theory that you got going on i'm actually digging it and yeah he probably is the walter of this show so yeah you probably faked his own death doing what he gotta do it's a little different than shy's theory which we'll hear in a little bit however uh i like both of them either can be is perfectly fine by me it would be funny if he's evil though i don't think so but it would be definitely think that he's leading this influx and i think this influx is some third party we ain't with no government we doing we we created our new government that sounds rational like you see what's going on with the american government what they do when they get some technology they're already talking about it's going to be an arms war because this is what humanity does especially the united states of one humanity um (laughs) it's not just us i know i've I've went through the history books it's a lot that came before us y'all just fucked y'all shit up quicker we still got a few more years and then then we're then we're branching off to mars and the moon but what i'm saying is humans have a pattern of behavior and they can't stop that pattern and the more time that goes by the more they forget the lessons of how that really went sideways you know and then they start shit again so that that's he probably has a reason not to trust the government and i think that's all the notes i have uh for your feedback but i am glad that you're still into it and that it actually is enjoyable to you i i'm not sure if i liked no i did i agree i think i like one then three then two yeah i'm right with you and with that said last but certainly not least is queen shy okay let's try this again all right i don't know i think that this thing i need to like delete old stuff because it's been acting funny lately um when i'm trying to record my feedback but anywho hey christina it's me shy i'm here to talk about debris episode three i really enjoyed this episode but i'm not gonna lie i was a bit confused in spots and i spent the whole episode trying to figure out what was going on all the you know what they were talking about there's a lot of scientific jargon going on in this one that i was that kind of went over my head a little bit but i will say that i did understand the dimension stuff and the different dimensions the the dad uh, finola's dad was talking about there's 11 dimensions they were talking about the access points 
so my thing about that is how I'm still confused about how they got into them and like does it is it access points that come and go because like why are not more people in the access I mean in the access in the dimensions if that's like a steady access point like if you walk um a certain spot you just go into it so I'm, I'm still not clear on how Nicole and the other ones that were ended up in there how did they get in there like like the the thing pick and choose people uh yeah so that part was confusing because wouldn't if that was a dimension and that's a doorway to the dimension wouldn't people more people be going into it if they encounter this doorway so that's what i'm thinking maybe this doorway comes and goes but again wouldn't there be more people so i don't know and then of course there's the fact that there's people from different time periods in there because one person said they were from 1970 they thought it was 1976 and then one said 1989 so i'm like because time the constructive time is different for us than aliens for and so maybe and she and nicole was talking about how it's slow like time moves slower while she was in those dimensions so to her she's it felt like she was there for a few minutes for for a shorter period of time than she actually was so is that why people because this pre, this predates those people predates the the debris so can the alien is the alien things time traveling and picking up people at these different access points throughout time because they can because to them time is more is it linear and so they're able to see across time versus us we're only seeing our moments in time i don't know so that's a that was very curiouser and curiouser on that um the science dude that brian was hanging out with and was trying to figure out how to get them out that you know end up being like yeah we need to save the technology screw those people anyway i was like r.i.p to kelvin uh, when he was talking about how kelvin tried to touch the debris and he got turned inside out i was like oh oh my god that is on par with the worst way to die than the girl that the maid that touched the thing and fell to her death 14 stories oh my god these are some horrific deaths that fall <laughs> when you get around these debris so ugh. anyway ain't got time for it anybody else in the beginning when that utility worker was going towards the thing i'm like i'm you know what i i'm just not that i'm just not that person because i'm just not that curious <laughs> i don't need to know stuff apparently because there's no way in hell i'm walking close to this thing that it that looks like that this alien foreign thing i'm out i'm deuces i'm getting the truck i'm going i'll let somebody know hey yeah can we get somebody out here because it's a strange looking thing going on in this field but am i getting close to it hell no um again i guess that's why i have the job i have and why others have the job they have because those are for the curious people of the world and that ain't me um so yeah the the father was talking about access points and dimensions. Finola's father. So 
So that was interesting. So we find out that there's different access points. So I wonder if they're going to go um, try to uh, study these access points. Uh, I'm thinking that they are. Um, but yeah, this one did have me in my feels. This The whole father-daughter thing. Nicole and her father and his emotions and talking about you know not being able to move on i mean i was like my you know the tears the the tears was coming i just uh i just can't imagine i mean i could just imagine you know having to go through that and then not knowing i could totally understand and empathize with what he was saying because it's oh that's like a parent's worst nightmare is the not knowing to the disappearance and the Ugh, it was just, it was, yeah, knee deep. And then, of course, Finola talking about her dad and the, the, the missing him, her missing him and wanting to feel that connection again and this probably bringing up old stuff for her. And, of course, we got Brian, who's, I'm, who I'm sure is feeling guilty and even more so now because... You know this whole thing with this father-daughter thing from bringing up things for Fanola, these um, feelings these memories and him having to listen to her talk about it knowing he's keeping this secret and we saw in the beginning that he it was weighing on him he did not he just felt he was having a hard time being around her it, it seemed like with keeping the secret from her knowing and so yeah my Shipper Heart did come is starting to come to life. Thanks to you, Christina. Was your last podcast and then of course what's what's going on with the show. I was trying to hold back and just be okay with, you know I mean I still am, don't get me wrong. I'm still good with how things are going, their friendship, their developing friendship, but dang it, why they gotta have a secret? It's always gotta be a secret. Um, that's obviously she's gonna find out at some point that um he knew and kept it from her and that's going to be an issue so all right i'm already preparing myself for that whole drama fest um so here's my thing about that end scene my question question for the room all right so they swapped the bodies that's apparent um so are and it seemed like finola and her father were close and the fact that he's not has not tried to communicate with her or reach out to her is giving me the impression that he's being held against his will or he doesn't have his memories but then i'm like if he wouldn't be any good to them if he didn't have his memories so my other thing could be is that he is being held somewhere against his will and they're making him do something or they're trying to pick his brain or get information from him i don't know um because then i'm like you know they were talking about his missing eyes so obviously they brought him back to life in some way that was traumatic for his body and that's why he doesn't look quite the same i'm not sure i mean it's kind of it's hard to know what but so i'm I'm really curious as to what's going on with that because yeah he's not i mean I can't imagine unless he faked his own death and he's out there working with these people trying to and he's thinking he's protecting Fanola and his other daughter I forget her name um so yeah it's very interesting that whole thing so 
is actually Finola's dad is because that that the body that was in the grave wasn't his kind of figured as much but still it was it was confirmed so very interested to know about that but I am enjoying the show really 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 enjoying it and like I said I was a, a little bit on the struggle bus with trying to you know keep up with all that was happening <laughs> um but I was still it was an enjoyment as I was on the struggle bus um, and yes, I'm enjoying Fanola and Brian's um, ever-evolving relationship and all that and their partnership and the things that they will find next because it's definitely been unique. All these different um, debris situations have been very unique to me. Um, so I'm going to leave it at that. I need to get this in. So on that note. Much love, peace, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, shy. Our shyness was having some technical difficulties. And girl, you never asked me the question if you are outside. Because I swear I hear birds. I do. I just want to know. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed it too. I was scribbling some notes down. I'm trying to see what my chicken scratch says. Um... Munson, that was the name of the guy. And you know what? Kelvin being turned inside out actually makes a lot more sense than what I thought. I thought he said his brain was inside out or he, you know, he, he was going crazy. I don't know what I heard, but clearly it makes more sense the way in which you explain the scene than it does for me. <laughs> How I explain the scene. So never mind. I guess that guy is not Kelvin. Uh, it seems the access points need to be stimulated in some way. So I don't know what it means. <laughs> the debris we know was able to access, access it, access it, Jesus, to many of that word. But it was because it still had energy in it. So it just, it was able to showcase where that access point was. I don't know how people like that was the question of the episode like how the hell did these people just stumble into a pocket dimension without any debris around to stimulate it so to speak or maybe they do just open at some periods of time and then other times don't open I don't know but it's interesting and what's this green field what is because she had to go to the green field before she couldn't get out so what is that like the garden of eden i don't know but these are all very fascinating questions and why i really need a season two just let me get that announcement before the end of this season so that i can not be so but come on man y'all gave what was that manifest like two whole seasons y'all can y'all can give this some time and i'm with you i would not see something just randomly appear i would get in my car I would call whomever. I may even stay nearby to see what what happens from a safe distance. But I ain't walking up to the shit, knocking on the door saying, hello. No, I will not be doing that. Um, I think that was it. There was something I wrote here, but I honestly don't know what it says it's that tiny i don't know why i thought that that writing that tiny was a good idea 
but apparently I did. Uh, the storyline, it was very sweet with the daughter and the father. I think that's very profound, especially since, you know, they had already lost someone they loved between them, her mom and his wife. So yeah, there are something about these bonds between us that are magical and very strong. We just learned that in the flash with one West and Allen the bond that in, that literally brought into the world forces of nature if you want to send feedback on the next episode blackrockhouch.gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social medias will be there as well remember to like share subscribe if you have time run over to itunes rate the podcast leave a review until next time peace hair grease and black magic <laughs>